from Reboot. This is In Quarantine. I'm Steve Bodo. Today we're talking life during Corona with the guy who you know as The Guy, the star and co-creator of HBO's High Maintenance, Ben Sinclair. Hello! (laughs) (laughs) That's not your cue, buddy. You'll know what you... (laughs) <laughs> I, you just introduced me, and that was like uh, no, I don't know. Right. Ninety-nine out of a hundred people would have said that's I, my cue. No, I know. You know what? You're right, and I'm wrong. I'm going to continue anyway, and I'm going to introduce you again. And I want that hello. I want it with the same level of vim that you just gave it to me. Okay, you'll know. So let's see. The fam and I are in week eight of uh, whatever this is here in what I'm calling slightly upstate New York. Uh, we're glad to be up here. We're isolating. Definitely easier than in our normal home, which is Brooklyn. The anxiety level's less. Uh, but it's been raining almost every day for the whole month. A windstorm took down some trees. We lost power twice in the last week. And I have started to miss the city. I think a lot of us have. Even people in the city are probably missing the city. Anyway, my guest today has made one of the great television shows about New York and what we hope is not what used to be New York and can still be New York. Ben Sinclair, along with Katya Blitchfeld, started High Maintenance as a web series on Vimeo several years ago, and then got picked up by HBO, where it just finished up its fourth season. It's hilarious. It's humane. It's a vision of New York as this beautifully crowded, improvisatory place that runs on chance encounters and, of course, weed, which is provided by Ben's character, the bicycle-riding dealer known as The Guy. I'm glad to have him with us today, Ben Welcome to In Quarantine. That's your cue. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was perfect. That was perfect. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, hey, where are we talking to you from? You're out in California, or, or, or where are you? I am, uh, I am in California, in Los Angeles, in Venice. It's not a place that I usually go to, Venice, California. But by chance... Me and my, my, I guess we're calling each other uh, companions, uh, we ended up in this beautiful house rental on the Venice Canals, uh, and I am quietly living my best life. I know it's not popular to say that right now, but it's just the truth. Uh, I know that the that uh, I am extremely lucky, and I don't want to like rub it in the face of anybody who is going through a hard time, as I know so many people are right now. But I have been quietly having a really productive flow for these past six weeks, and every morning I wake up and I'm a couple of blocks from the beach, and the air is nice, and it's not polluted. Uh, and I wouldn't want to leave this house anyway. So that's where I am. Sorry, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ben, thanks for coming on in quarantine. That's all we have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're very welcome. No one wants to hear from you any further. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And, uh, I don't need you and, uh, you don't need me and I'll see you. I'll go to where all the other canceled people are. <laughs> uh, so, wh- uh, listen, I, I'm glad it's working out for you that way. 
what's what's uh like isolation suits you what's going well how come it's a, a, a productive instead of like you know anxious time i guess I, not that it couldn't be both well the truth is i've had years of practice uh since the age of 24 23 you know i would have like odd restaurant jobs and you know all sorts of odd jobs but i never had a job that required me to uh, do anything but make my own schedule. So the whole waking up and having a, a breakfast and wondering what you're going to be doing with your day has been happening with me for over a decade. You're an old pro. Uh, yes, and high maintenance kind of came out of that uh, that existential wandering through an unstructured day. And we decided to make a show about that. And additionally, our show is a lot about loneliness and isolation, and even though you're surrounded by a lot of people. And I have been meditating on that concept as one of my great fears for a long time. So because of that mental and spiritual preparation, I feel uh, at home. You know, it's like some of my uh, friends who, uh, in the as the world used to be called normal, Uh, They felt a lot of angst and fear and anxiety about all of the things going on in the world that no one was talking about. The generally anxious people, some of them I know are actually feeling quite vindicated uh, by all of this, uh, this panic being corroborated by everybody else. And they have been practicing anxiety for a long time. So they are actually cruising in the same way I think I'm cruising, but I'm coming at it from the other end. Right. Uh, that's an interesting way you described high maintenance as being partly about, you know, loneliness in a crowd. Um, that the New York that we've seen in this show, at least for the seasons up until now, have been, it is like that crowded sidewalks of New York. It's people running into each other. It's the sort of small, intimate spaces that so many New Yorkers spend their time in. Um, and then the guy going around as the as the connecting point of all that. All of like the guy is just uh, my character and Weed are just an excuse to connect yeah. people together. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if there's. Um, going to be a season five i don't know if you know if there's going to be a season five or even if you've thought about it but i have thought about this show all day every day for about a decade now <laughs> 10 years yeah okay well yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um because it my my guess is the new york that you know you've been making the show in like that new york's gone for a while and i'd be very curious to see how a show like yours responds to the New York that is now going to emerge and like what how do you make sense of that? Well, there are a lot of people online when I'm uh doing my daily fan interaction. Is that something uh, you do? I, I did not know you did that. I do, I do it from behind the scenes. I don't have social media, oh. but every now and then you, you take a like, dip in the pool. I take a dip in the pool, not daily, but enough that it's uh sad uh so <laughs> i when i a lot of people are like i can't wait to see how high maintenance deals with covid i wouldn't trust any other show with covid except for high maintenance and you know i anticipate that there are maybe 
35,000 scripts being written right now about yeah. this time. That's and I think, I think you're lowballing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like what you said, I think the more interesting thing to know is what it's going to be like afterwards. It's not like there's going to be a during and an after. Like it's just, it's all going to be one moving. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Thing, exactly. Yeah. A slow, a, a, a slow getting out of the, uh, the groundhog hole for. But also, I mean, the, the, the show, not your show necessarily, of course it could be your show that I'm interested in is not necessarily the one that's about mm-hmm. the pandemic, but it's just, very much in in the way that high maintenance is like it's the city as a background for these other stories mm-hmm. you don't have to say like this is our corona episode or season of course of so course i mean the fabric of the city changes and what does that do to you know, this particular show i think what's the most interesting about what's happening to people in new york and granted i'm not in new york right now uh i got out february 29th uh but Nicely, to, I used the leap year day for the first day of the rest of my life. But uh, I, I definitely think that something happens in New York when you're walking around where you, you, your filter is thicker because you have to get from point A to point B, and your sensory receptors are a little not dulled but calloused, and you are. Uh, really focused on your goal. And because uh, that filter has come off a little bit, I think people are feeling a little more deeply in New York right now. I think their spirits, I would even say, are opening up more. And I think for some children, there is a time being afforded to them that almost no other generation, at least in the past 30 or 40 years since our uh, pace of life has gotten incredibly fast and parents are in their phones and are thinking about what's next and how to get more. And, you know, children now have their parents full, more or less attention. And I think that gift, uh, some children will look back in this at this as uh, one of the, f- the best times of their lives with their parents, I hope. I hope that too. I mean, yeah, certainly here in our family, we've registered the difference as we've been uh i mean we had a weird year to start with by design we happened to take the kids out of school and go traveling for the whole month of january oh wow um and uh and then we got back to the city and it was only a matter of a couple three weeks before the virus thing really cropped up and then a couple weeks after that we were like back out on the road but this time just like to upstate new york and now here we are living you know we were traveling all four of us just the four of us and now we're living it's it's a lot it's a it's a very intimate time in a way in a way that we haven't had before the episode of high maintenance i'm interested in is your kids going back to school after this and them not wanting to leave you you know what i mean that's that's really what i'm thinking Uh, yeah and this is my hope that we can find some things and take some things out of this time that will, uh, you know, that'll be useful to us in the future. And if that's like, you know, it's normal to spend a lot of time with your kids and it wasn't so much before, then great. It's also normal to not know what's going to happen next. Like that our, good for the kids 
Definitely. I think that's a, that's a positive thing because yeah, they live, our kids are not the most structured in the world, but kids generally are super structured these days. And this is, this is definitely shaking that up a bit. Well, you create structure, of course, but as I mean, the fact, the idea that we know the future and, you know, as humans with our prefrontal lobes, we we're pretty good at, you know, hypothesizing and, 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 it's a good lobe. It's a it's a good lobe. Yeah, it's a good lobe, and it's pretty pretty good for predicting things. But we actually don't. I mean, that's just observing a pattern. Patterns get broken all the time, and to really promote presence. I mean, I'm I've I've been like up to my ass in Ram Dass lately. I've been listening to Ram Dass every morning, and oh, yeah. Dick Alpert. Dick Alpert. I love Dick Alpert, man. I love it. And his he of course wrote Be Here Now. And uh and fifty years ago. Maybe fifty years ago this year. It's it's like, yeah. It's it it, it was came out in nineteen seventy one. So coming up. And um, you know, it's a pretty good book. It's a pretty good idea. Especially for right now. Um so I think a lot of people are in this. Uh, in this time, and they are, you know, refresh, refresh, refreshing the newsfeed all day. Others are able to more let that wash away. Which which way are you going on the news junkie? I try to limit my news to two to five minutes a day. Wow. I think it's important to know what's going on, but it also doesn't take very long, you know either a New York Times daily briefing email or just, uh, I, you know, my companion watches Rachel Maddow. Uh, so I end up sometimes getting more involved when she turns Rachel or Lawrence on, on MSNBC. Do you watch a lot of TV in general? I don't, you know, I, while I make high maintenance, it takes like 10 months out of the year. Uh, I'll usually have a show going or maybe sometimes a movie uh, our routine here is we watch something every evening now. So I watched the show Dave, which on FX, which I had the pleasure of working on. And I think he did a really great first season. I watched Unorthodox. Uh, what did you think I about did, that? That was funny. Watching that show to me, that Netflix show, it in a peculiar way reminded me of High Maintenance because it was a, a, a verite way of looking at certain parts of Brooklyn that the only other place I'd seen it on TV that I could remember was your show. Yes, I, I had heard that as well, which is why I watched it because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> but uh, the I, I found it was pretty good. You know, eh, towards the end, I think it, uh, it fell apart a little bit, but I'm glad that the musical performance at the end delivered because... It was quite good. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess I watched Tiger King when it first came out, but just because I had met Eric Good a couple of days before that at his Turtle Conservatory, Conservancy, rather. And uh, I don't know, man. I just, I, I there's so much TV to watch. Holy crap. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe not at all, but how's the situation changed, like your just work method? being in LA instead of being in New York or being in the quarantine instead of not sounds like you do what you do. I, uh, socialization, socializing has always been my biggest impediment to getting things done. Uh, 
it truly like no no doubt about it a big part of my seasonal creation cycle there is a couple of months devoted to just uh incubation and finding stories and ideas and talking to as many people as i can and trying as many new things as i can um but with everything uh up in the air especially with high maintenance you know we were planning on taking a little hiatus anyway until after the election a hiatus did you get it uh so we were going to wait until after november to even think about so i didn't get it what do you i don't get it my hiatus 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 high maintenance sound it's the same sound Yes, exactly. It's a, oh, it's yeah. a, it's a pun. I'm the punisher over here. So, uh, that was I another am, one, dude. That was another yeah, one. Yeah. Did you know? Listen to this one. Uh, no pun intended is a pun unto itself because it has the word unintended in it. Pun intended. Do you? Be- can you believe that? No, it's I don't. A, That's like a, some weird fractal a, shit. I can't even. Yeah, that is a pun inside of a pun referencing puns. Uh. So, uh, yeah, I, creatively for me, I'm in a state of flow because I don't have to spend time getting ready to go meet somebody, traveling to meet somebody, meeting somebody, spending the money on the lunch that it costs to meet somebody (laughs) and then having to make that money back and then going all the way back. I have found all of that time goes to that way. No, you're right. it goes directly back into my creative process and I can actually capture the ideas that I'm thinking more because I'm sitting in front of a pad of paper or a computer to do so. Right. Yeah. I didn't think of this, but just like just yesterday I had, you know, kind of a, a pitch meeting with some um, uh, producers, you know, Hollywood producers. And normally, at least in the past normal, like I probably would have had a flown out there for the meeting and like, mm-hmm. you know, that's not possible now. So we set it up online and like, it went great and it went as good as it would have if I'd have been in the room. But there was like three days of my life with the travel and the expense that just didn't have to happen. I so. will never do a general meeting, not on FaceTime or Zoom ever again. For a pitch, I think there's some value to being in the room. You know what I mean? Because it's just... You know, you want their full attention, but when you're doing a general meeting and you're just feeling each other out, it's like you can you can do that on Zoom, right? There, I remember in the very early days of the internet, there was this guy named John Perry Barlow. Did you ever follow his stuff? No, he was an interesting dude. He was like a sort of early cowboy philosopher of the internet, not unrelated, sort of a, a diagonal step from Ram Dass and that crowd anyway he used to talk about how um yes there's a lot you can do online but there's a like a kind of force that you feel when you're in the room with somebody physically he called it prana energy yeah that he said you know inevitably that will be lost no matter how good our bandwidth is how, how good the resolution is so you know beware of that loss essentially and, and i do feel some of that now but i think a lot of us are feeling like oh maybe maybe less of that loss than we would have anticipated. Yeah. Maybe you don't need to burn a bunch of jet fuel to make a connection with somebody. Yes. Or if you need to, you don't have to do it in the context of a plane. You can just get some jet fuel and light it on fire. In talking about the carbon footprint and what we have to do, I think that this, uh, this world event is a gift to show us exactly what we're capable of in terms of making our footprint smaller. Yeah, potentially. 
that that would be another good outcome. Mm-hmm. So this is reboot, this is a reboot podcast. I'm gonna ask you, what's the jewiest thing you've done during this time? You know, I uh, I I do Shabbat. Uh, I would light the candles and I say a prayer uh, and I zoom with my parents. I will do it tonight. I've done it once or twice before, but I we have been lighting the candles and and doing that whole bringing in Shabbat thing. Just during uh, this time. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mother is a cantor, a reformed cantor. Uh, she, a retired reformed cantor in oh, yes, Scottsdale, yes. Arizona. Yeah, I think you had told me that, yeah. So uh, there's there's also some heavy jewelry happening here. And we have... Uh, <laughs> but what prompted you to start it? What about this time prompted you to start that thing? Um, Just because uh, the, there was time to to think to do that, you know, uh, usually a Friday night would have been involving going out to be honest or to, or hanging out with friends. And I'm just here with my companion who is also a Jew who is also trying to, uh, look good for my mother. Uh, <laughs> and, it, and is suggesting things like maybe we should do Shabbat. Um, yeah. Wow. She is, she's playing hardball. Yeah, yeah, she respect. she wants, she, yeah, she wants the respect. Ben Sinclair, thanks so much for talking today. It's great to hear from and you. And thank you so much, Steve. I have so much respect for you, and I'm glad we're friends. Uh, and maybe we'll cut that part out. Or, or, <laughs> <laughs> because you've made me uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, Steve. Oh, no. High Maintenance is streaming now on HBO. Uh, Till next time, thanks for listening. I'm Steve Bodo saying, but do they do curbside pickup?